Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. On the heels of Senate Republicans jamming through a historically unpopular tax bill that enriches their wealthy donors at the American people's expense, the tax giveaway to the wealthy triggered a $400 billion in automatic cuts to Medicare in the next decade. However, Congress ultimately voted afterwards to waive those cuts. Now, some Republicans voted against the waiver, but enough Democrats did vote for it to get it through. Republicans have already announced their intentions to continue their attack on Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security in 2018. Shane, that's the really bad news. But the good news is we have president of Social Security Works, Nancy Altman, with us to talk about all of this. Nancy is also the author of The Battle for Social Security and co-author of Social Security Works. Nancy, welcome to Nurse Talk. So glad to have you back with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. Of course. And Nancy, before we get started, we'd like to play just a short clip of Paul Ryan explaining what he says entitlement reform is. Sure. By 2026, according to CBO, roughly um, all revenues coming to the federal government will be dedicated to interest on the debt, Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. And that means everything else is borrowed money. It's, It's a function of the aging of America, health inflation. And so if you do not tackle the drivers of our debt, which are entitlements, you cannot balance the budget in the future and pay down the debt. You cannot tackle the debt crisis that's coming in America if you do not fix this entitlement problem. So, Nancy, uh, please respond, because when we played it the first time, I, of course, was screaming through that little piece. <laughs> and I was in my head. Yes. It is just outrageous. It is. This, this from a man who just pushed through $1.5 trillion right. in additional um, uh, deficit to... Uh, give tax breaks to the very wealthiest and the largest corporations. The truth is, this is just an old talking point of the Republicans, the truth is that Social Security does not add a penny to the deficit. It is totally self-financed. It has no borrowing authority. Medicare and Medicaid are much more cost-effective than private health insurance, even though Medicare covers the most expensive parts of our population, seniors and people with disabilities, people who have the highest medical costs. It has the lowest per capita um, administrative costs. So that Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security are not the issues. We should be expanding Medicare so it's Medicare for all, and we would actually then have surpluses. If we, if we, could, if we had the same per capita cost healthcare cost of any other country in the world, anyone, we would have surpluses in the future. So the problems, they like to demonize Social Security as well as Medicare and Medicaid, but those programs are solutions. They are not problems. Well, and don't you think that they're doing this on purpose, using a shock doctrine technique? So now they've raised the debt so much so that then they're going to turn around and say, oh, see, it's the entitlement programs. Also, the word entitlement is so wrong. We pay into oh, it's that. it's so outrageous. These are earned benefits. Um, you are exactly, exactly right. And it is like the old joke of the person who kills his parents and then pleads to the court he's an orphan. This is exactly <laughs> the, the kind of like way that. That, that they're going about it. They have had my first book, The Battle for Social Security, shows a, that there has always been a small splinter group, a fringe group, that did not like Social Security, wanted to end it. Um, but they, the American people didn't agree with them. But unfortunately, they are the ones now in power, and they are determined 
to end Social Security, to end Medicare and Medicaid. This is ideological. The truth is that all of these programs are affordable. We are the wealthiest nation in the world. We can afford these programs. It's a matter of values. It has nothing to do with affordability. Mm -hmm. I I saw somewhere where, I, I guess a few months ago, Trump was actually like, why don't we just get Medicare to pay exactly. for it? And they were like, look yes, over there, yes, look yes, over there. Yes. <laughs> like, he said it a number of times. He, Not that he'll remember <laughs> that he said it, unfortunately, but, but he has said it. Well, or that those who are controlling him would let him say it, uh, propose it publicly. Exactly. But that is the right answer. Medicare works extremely well. Um, and we should be expanding it as we should be expanding Social Security. So let's talk about the tax bill a little bit and how it could impact the future of, of these programs. Uh, what's the current financial state of Medicare, Social Security, and Medicaid? All of these programs are very well funded, but they do have issues going forward. Social Security, as I say, is here is the irony. Social Security is extremely conservatively financed. Um, minimum wage workers pay on for their benefits the same way wealthy people do, although actually they pay more because they pay on all their income and wealthy people only pay on a fraction of theirs, although they all pay the same rate on the amount that's paid. So the bottom line is that Social Security, as I said, doesn't add a penny to the deficit, has no borrowing authority. And what it does, like any insurance, it employs about 40 actuaries at the Social Security Administration who day in and day out are looking at long-term income, long-term outgo, and making very long projections. So in the very long run, more revenue has to be brought into Social Security to ensure that it can continue to pay those benefits. But there's nothing surprising or alarming by that. The amount of the revenue is is relatively small, like nine-tenths of a percent of our gross domestic product. And as the population is going from 12% seniors to to, uh, 20% of people over age 65. So Social Security is fully affordable. It's got very low administrative costs, less than a penny of every dollar spent goes for administration. It's a very easy, what we should be doing and what a number of Democrats in Congress have proposed is expanding benefits because the benefits are too too low, and then fully funding it. And, and there, as I say, there are a, a half a dozen bills in Congress that do that. Medicare and Medicaid are a bit more complicated because they are symptoms of our health care system, which is extremely inefficient, so that we pay as a society about twice um, as a percent of GDP for our health care as other industrialized countries have, and we have less good health outcomes. We have higher infant mortality, lower life expectancies. We lose straight across the board on all of the numbers related to our health care, even though it costs us, as you said, double, triple what other people are paying, and then we have much worse results. That's what's so upsetting about this. So talk about some more of the key facts that people should know about these programs as the Republicans continue to try to dismantle them. Well, let me start with Social Security. The good news is that the American people really overwhelmingly appreciate this program, support this program. Poll after poll after poll shows that. But there's been a campaign to undermine confidence in it, to convince us the way that Paul Ryan was just trying to do, oh, we can't afford it. Um, That's crazy. We spend less as a percent of our net wealth 
on Social Security than most other countries spend on their counterpart programs. Germany and France spend about double what we spend. The, the one shortcoming of Social Security is that its benefits are too low. There's no question we can afford not only the current Social Security program, but much more generous benefits as well. Medicare and Medicaid are a bit more complicated because they are extremely efficient programs. They work extremely well. Medicare also should be expanded. It should be made more generous. But we have to really join the 21st century and do what other countries have discovered, and that is essentially Medicare for all. We don't have to worry about going to our doctors within the network because every doctor in the country is being reimbursed by the same program. We should really have a program that has no copays, no deductibles, no premiums, and we just receive it as being members of this society, as being living in this country and paying our taxes. You'll be spending more to the government, yes, but what they don't tell you is you'll be taking less out of your wallet. You won't be spending money for private health insurance. You will actually be saving money. You'll be spending less money. It will just be going to a different place. And also, drug prices will come down. We pay the highest drug prices in the world. And again, the Republican Congress doesn't allow Medicare to negotiate for drug prices the way the, the VA negotiates, the way other countries negotiate. So it's something that should be done. So there should be those kinds of reforms. And if those are done, we will actually save money. We will become more productive because we won't be spending so much money and we won't be tied to our jobs because we have to keep our health care and so forth. Nancy, uh, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? The main point is it's the signal and the noise to really understand that they are being sold a bill of goods, that we are the wealthiest country in the world. And if we want an expanded Social Security and expanded Medicare, it means holding our politicians' feet to the fire, asking them the hard questions. They'll all say they love these programs, but you know they're trying to save them. Don't believe that kind of rhetoric. Ask them if they're willing to expand these programs or not and vote for people who will expand them. So very true. Nancy, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you for your work on behalf of millions of Americans. We need you now more than ever. Well, thank you so much. And I and all our colleagues, all of us together, we can win this fight. We just have to stick together. Exactly. Thanks so much. Thank you. Nancy's the president of Social Security Works and the chair of the Strengthen Social Security Coalition and Campaign. To learn more about this topic, visit socialsecurityworks.org. 